Good evening, coconuts, and welcome back to another weekly stock market update. This week, we look back on the memorable moments of 2021, from the macro perspective to meme stocks, crypto, and our reflections on these. It's been a crazy ride, and we hope you enjoy this one with us. TFC's weekly market update scours the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. It is a banter session with facts, figures, and fun to help you get caught up in the world of investing. So join in the banter live with me, Rakesh, your host, weekly Tuesdays at 8pm on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to our first podcast of 2022. And uh, hey. happy new year to you all. Happy hey, new year, everyone. Rakesh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you know, I think one one quick update for all our coconuts and listeners out there is whatever you've been doing, telling your friends about us or, you know, these sort of referrals has been really, really helping. Uh, we've just hit over 1,000 followers on Spotify. How awesome is Ooh. that, guys? We got all it. Right. We got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But speaking of which, right, uh, I think, you know, just diving right down into it, this week, though, has been quite slow, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a very, very slow week for all of us. I don't know. Did, did you read the news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about Anthony? What's on the news? I, I don't know. Um, I, it's New Year's, right? I yeah. barely read anything. Markets are closed. <laughs> um, you, you don't want to hear about yeah. crypto Ponzi coins, so it's okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. In all fairness, I did not read the news, right? <laughs> so there we go. I'm sure it's been now a very, very, very slow news week. We were, we were pretty much right worried. You know, it's a little awkward period between Christmas and New Year's. And it's like, do we go to work? Do we, if, 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 if we do go to work, do we actually work or, you know, because it's Christmas and New Year's, everybody's out of the office. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do we actually do at this time? <laughs> hey, well, I was at Two work. Hour just three hour coffees. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and on, on that front, actually, right? So we, you know, Coconut's listening out there. We thought we'd do instead a hindsight of, of 2021. What has been, you know, the, the big news of 2021? And we talk, thought we'd talk you through that. At the same time, we have actually just, you know, want to share some lessons that we have learned. And hopefully this will be helpful for you, um, as well as putting all of that into 2022 with your investment goals and strategies. Um Cool. So I think, Anthony, would you like to maybe just tell us what are the three things we're going to do today and talk about? Sure. Um, 2021 is, is the year of the retail trader, right? So, you know, we're going to talk a bit about <laughs> meme stocks. We're going to talk about crypto and decentralization. Oh, fantastic. But of course, you know, that, that it, it all comes in with the macro, right? That, that's the big picture. That's what's going to mm. push a lot of what, what's, what has happened and, and what will happen. So, so we'll just quickly talk about what, what really happened through the year as well. So yeah, lot, lots to talk about um, from, from both the, the micro and macro perspectives. Definitely, right? And of course, we've got Jeff here this week and, and uh, we're really happy to have our macro guy again. Yes. <laughs> happy to be back, guys. Yeah, yeah nice, man. And, and tell, tell us, Jefferson, like, how has 2021 been for you in that, in that macro perspective? I mean, for for a start, right, like we were talking about 2022, I personally feel that it's pretty much like 2021 um, and in partly so 
you you seen like markets being closed uh, since on Monday and life pretty much revolves around mm. coronavirus as well. Um, and <laughs> two weeks cut by the whole COVID-19 didn't really get in the way of great market returns. And there's a good chance that the pandemic will cease uh, to be of much of an issue this year. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, 2021 has been... <laughs> yeah. Um, 2021 has been a year for, for which, uh, for, for myself, is a year of growth, right? And um, we definitely will be talking a little bit more about the, the growth, growth and value stocks as well later on to explain uh, how it's been. Um, <laughs> Yeah, on, on the macro front of things, I, I think that there's quite a bit that's been going on. Uh, if you if you think about it, there was uh, the whole announcement of the interest rate hikes in 2022, uh, bonds buying back that we covered quite a bit two weeks ago. Uh, inflation basically grew massively yeah. in 2021 as well. Um, not, the, not the kind of thing that everyone was looking for because uh, it, it kind of signaled that easy money is behind us, right? But... Um, I think mm. 2021 has really taught us what it has really taught us about inflation is that um, an initial uh, inflation shock was driven by this whole transitory impact of the pandemic and only affected a few sectors of economy. Um, but it has then steadily broadened to affect the entire economy and uh, raising the issue whether the Fed you know, and other central banks had left it too long to take action and from oh, all the different like raise their interest rates yeah, exactly, and so on yeah. exactly and yeah. <laughs> with all the different in indicators we we basically look at how wages have been rising not so much mine um <laughs> And we also <laughs> I see don't think any of ours has been rising. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's always so, hope. That's always hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was it was a year uh, where we we looked into commodities and real materials as well, where you have the whole Evergrande situation happening. Uh, sorry, I mean the mm. the Evergrande ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah, the, the Suez Canal, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, God! Yes, the Suez Canal. Yeah. That, that how many billion did they lose? Right? <laughs> Yeah, oh was my it? god, that was 2021. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. the so Jeez. really exciting time for all of us. And then you look back, <laughs> you had the whole China Evergrande moment, which is looking more like uh long-term capital management. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So ever since <laughs> China responded to the whole yeah, GFC in 2008 and helped the world to recover from, you know, the massive monetary and fiscal stimulus, then there has been this concern mm. of a Minsky moment, right, where uh, investor will suddenly lose uh, their confidence in debt. Yeah, and this whole Evergrande situation was was one of the highlights that that was that happened in 2021. Who would have expected that uh, stricken property developer to left to negotiate with mm. their creditors yeah, and appear to be the start of a whole new debt crisis? Yeah. Yeah, come to think about it, it, it it's been a it's been a weird year, right? That there's just so exactly. much going on. We have yeah. touched about all this, you know. That it, it just seemed to be going from from one crisis or one moment to another. To the next, <laughs> it, it's just like boom! Oh, Evergrande tech, you know, China tech. Uh, I I think there was a dip in growth stocks in May as well. Um, then for a while mm. everybody was playing, you know, the the reopening trade and and cruise. Liners went bonkers. Then shortage of natural gas. It's it's just been insane, man. I I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It, it has actually, right? It's been such a volatile year, right, uh, for, for all of us. But I think I want to just dive down a little bit more into this interest rate hikes, you know, that, that you guys were talking about, right? And I think one of the points that Jefferson uh, mentioned earlier was the fact that there was a lot of stimulus, right, uh, from 2020 into the market. Uh, effectively, the Fed just reducing interest rate, giving money, right? In Singapore, we got lots of money from the government as well to spend. Okay, and speak for yourself. Vouchers I did not get any. All right. <laughs> you know, like all my, all my rebates and my GST rebates and, and all of this money to go and, and go and spend effectively, right? <laughs> and what they tried to do here was to funnel the economy to make sure you try and spend so that they, it won't be affected, right, in the form of, and in this case, COVID was affecting all the spending and, and all of that expenditure. Where Jefferson came in, though, was that it was affecting certain sectors, right? We had tourism, we had all these other things. But later on, it became the entire industry where we felt, at least for myself, right, as, as an investor in 2021, was that there was a lot of liquidity in the market. Mm-hmm. Especially in Q2, Q3, where a small expected increase, like, for example, on an earnings call, if it was above expected, it shot like crazy in, in, in these growth stocks, right? Um, what, what do you guys think about this? Do you think they left it too late? Do you think it should be a little earlier? I guess uh, on the back of the whole rate height situation is really um, inflation, right? It's just one word, inflation. Um, mm. And it itself, uh, if it rises from here, then the Fed definitely have no choice but to you know tighten. Um, and expectations of a Powell put to rescue the stock market uh, from a fall would definitely be disappointing. And I think, as mentioned the previous time, it's kind of a treading on thin ice, right, for the Fed, where if they were to bring the rates up too quickly, then it would definitely hurt equity returns as well. Um, And this whole situation is, is not something where um, Powell is very apt at handling because he has always been a, a Fed chair that you know comes in with fiscal stimulus, uh, monetary stimulus to help mm. to to aid the the whole economy to just basically loosen up, uh, loosen up the whole post twenty oh eight environment and just to aid with liquidity issues uh, due to Corona virus okay. itself. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't say that the, the 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 question to which whether the Fed had uh, had stepped in late or early, um, I guess it's still up for debate, right? Very much up for debate, um, and it's only through past data, which in this case was inflation, then we we started seeing that hey, it was a nasty surprise coming forward, and something has to be done. So right. the Fed, you know, comes in, take action, and say hey. We're gonna basically tighten, do some tightening in that sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely a year where That's inflation it. has uh, proved worse worse than all, but the most uh, pessimistic forecast in that sense. And well, recent set still had its own banner year, right? So, but I I I would foresee that it's <laughs> unlikely it to happen bad, in. Yeah. 2022. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Got it, got it. And Anthony, what are your thoughts, man? So effectively, Jeff said that he needed historical data to prove that inflation yeah. was too many. So really, the Fed left it late. Let's be no, honest, I, right? No, no. Yeah. So, so but I, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, I don't think he said that, but yeah, I, I, I have a lot of sympathy for, for them, right? I mean, look, we, we are still mm. in the middle of a pandemic, you know, lots of liquidity sloshing yeah. around that, that kind of pushed everything up. House prices went crazy, you know, supply chain issues, everything went mad. And, and that led to inflation. Right, but but the reality is this, right? Mm. If he raised um rates too early, you know, he would just cut off the economic recovery in that sense. 
right? And and that's part of his role as well. His his role is not just to control inflation; it's also to well manage in in a sense that the economic cycle. And and if that's the case, yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in reality, you know, he it's right to place more emphasis on you know making sure that jobs come back, making sure that there's real economic growth more than oh shit, my growth stocks have tanked. Oops. You know, so so yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, a bit of sympathy um for for the, the tightrope that he was made to walk. Um but yeah, that's that, that's by the by, right? Um I, I really hope he turns on the money printer again one day. <laughs> yes, hopefully, because yeah, my, man, my my portfolio I, I, I is red I, again, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't want tightening to lead to a recession, right? Because because that's just a lot. No, no. yeah. So 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 it's a it's a tighter cord now. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, right? Like it, like I said, it's a, it's a tighter cord now, and he's got to balance that out. And definitely sympathy for him. And I don't want to be in his position. In all fairness, it's very hard to to keep everything at 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 balance, right? Um, but you know, and 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 I think the last point that I have here is that you know, with with regards to this this hike, uh, interest rate hikes, and whether to tighten or whether to not tighten throughout twenty twenty one was effectively COVID just literally said, "Hey, I'm circling back." Right? We've got the alpha, the beta, the gamma, the omicron okay. now, yep. and it literally said, "Hey, I ain't going anywhere. I'm coming back." So in twenty twenty two, for example, if there is another variant, what what do we think here? Do we think that, you know what, based on his history or historical data, inflation is high, so therefore I'm tightening it? Yeah. What are your thoughts here, Anthony? Start with you. I, I don't think anything will change. I think we are, we are all learning to to live with the virus in a sense. And if, you know, I mean, once a tragedy, a 10,000 statistic, right? And there's just so many people have died. I think that there's a sense of numbness to it. We just mm. live our life, um, manage as well as we can. Um, if you are American and you don't want to wear a mask, so be it. That that's on you, and and that's it. You know, you we live our life as best as we can, and and so I don't think further variants actually will have too much of an impact on the the real economy in that sense, right? Um, we 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 have managed the worst of the situation. We have gone past it. Uh, of course, um, that having said, I'm not a virologist. I've no idea what what could happen. It could be real. It could be deadly, <laughs> more deadly, and more transmissible, right? So, so, but I, I, I mean, I think in reality, we'll just find a way past it and and minimize the damage, right? The, the playbook is written. It's just a matter of repeating it again and again. <laughs> Got cool. It. Yeah, I I think that on the on the flip side, right? We, one of the things that we can think about is that if the virus is gone, or or you know the the whole pandemic subside, then then what? You know. Uh, one of the things that top of my head I could think of will be the issue of shelter, right? Which uh, then you start seeing all the the house prices have been always going up. Then you're gonna see rents also start to follow uh, upwards as well. It's never going down, you know, in that sense. And that also means that there's gonna be an increase in demand and uh, higher prices from all the economic reopening, and all of which will still run to the base case of which, uh, or realistic base case of which uh, for 2022 to be dominated by the continued uh, knife-edge judgments by the, the Fed, I would believe so, yeah. Got it. Well, what is the knife-edge judgment? No, I mean, it, 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 it's just, it, it's a, just, it's just a, balance, a phrase, right? That yeah, he, it's just a balance. Yeah, it can't tighten too quickly yeah. and, and it can't yeah. tighten too, too slowly as so. well. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Like a double-edged sword, yeah. a bit. You, you just want inflation to not accelerate, but you... <laughs> 
you yes. you, you want inflation it's hard to control right? inflation, yeah. but you don't want too yeah. too high inflation. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Cool. Awesome guys. Uh, look, I think, yeah, uh, we, we spent quite a lot of time on this. I think it was a good topic to start off with just as a retrospective and a, and a futuristic view. Um, but I think one of the fun things I want to talk about this week is, is, is meme stocks. Yeah. Right. Um, Anthony, I know you have a lot to say about this. No, no, <laughs> I don't. Okay, wait, wait, before we get there, did, did any of you try to play the meme stocks? Uh, did, not I, me. I was too late, man. Yeah. I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I paper-handed, right? I was like, oh, yes, um, I, I, did, I tried to do something with AMC, put it in, it went up, it went down, I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I can't deal with the volatility. It's just insane. You know? But I think, well, but that, that's fun, right? That, that's just the whole point of you know, a meme and being able to enjoy and being able to well, be, be that part of it, um, which was exciting for a bit. Um, I, what I, I was really interested in with meme stocks is, look, you know, I mean, you, you kind of expect it to go away and to, and to subside slightly, but the valuations are still there. AMC is still, what, 40 bucks, I think? Uh, GameStop is still 100 plus. How yes, are their value? Right. How, how, their, how, how are their market caps still so high, right? I, I think that's, that's the question that I have. You know, is it some sort of anchoring? You, you don't want them to drop too much? Is it some sort of psychological bias because we are not you know screwing the short sellers i don't think anybody really dares to short these stocks now so so you know what, what's going yeah. on do, do you guys have any ideas yeah so i, I guess one of the things uh the, the rise of meme stocks to me was uh, a classic speculative bubble right but with one crucial difference so most bubbles uh through history itself are fueled by uh excess excessive greed in that sense but this one was really driven by rage and perhaps also desperation in that sense. Uh, so you start seeing people piling into uh, GameStop and other means, meme stocks like what you have mentioned already uh, because they want, to, they want to force short sellers out of business. Um, they saw them as responsible for the f- financial crisis of 2008 and for <laughs> steepening inequality and injustice that follow which after. Um, I also think that many of them felt uh, as though they had nothing to lose uh, and had nothing at all in, in, in that sense. And in all alternative, gambling everything on a few bets is kind of their, their best bet in that sense. So buyers were motivated by righteous anger, uh, corrupting markets to right so wrongs. effectively stick it to the man. Like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they can't so, still be angry now, right? It's been eight months. <laughs> I guess <laughs> in, in some sense... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, get over it. In now. some sense, it's, uh, it's it's been a it's been a thing that has been ongoing for for quite a while as well, right? It's a it's a it's a situation that you know we you have uh what was that what was that movement on Wall Street again? Uh, if you guys remember, Occupy Wall Street. Occupy, Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, that was that was the 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 less um a more more of a political front, but on this case, is a economic economics one right so from from that perspective itself uh i guess covid uh gave people the avenue to you know explore their options on on the internet as well um then you start seeing like robin hood um you know yeah. putting out products i guess for it's a the, bit of a boredom trade as well nothing yeah to do, exactly so yeah. You, you start selling people join, join it already uh, join it already exactly yeah <laughs> um and even so even hedge funds they they came on board as well so 
I, I think the, the, the whole rage itself against this whole financial machine still exists, but probably a, a lot more uh, watered down in, in, in that sense right now. Yeah, because you have the big boys coming in to, to, to play as well. And, you know, yeah, the, I mean, get- the, the playbook is... The playbook is pretty much standard, right? So um, everyone sort of know what's going on, where to look at your Wall Street bets on Reddit, you know. Yeah, I know of people scraping data from Wall Street bets as well as, as a form of alpha to see where to position themselves in hedge funds. Yeah, so wow. it's one of the... It's, it's a, it has become a strategy as well, yeah. That's interesting, right? A, a populist movement that wanted to... Well, make hedge funds go broke. It's not a hedge fund strategy. I mean, yeah, you on. always yeah. want to be on the <laughs> yeah, right side of things, great. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think that the idea is you, you just want to follow the money. That, that's it. Don't exactly. don't don't bother uh, don't bother trying to fight for the small guys. I mean, we've we, in our podcast as well. We talked about you know Web three point zero and blockchain and really trying to decentralize and not have the powers situated into a few big corporations. And I think this was. This was really um, enlightening to see that, you know, other people also felt the same, right? <laughs> if a group of people can do the same to, you know, stick it to the maniosis, right? Yeah. Um, trademarking uh, School of Rock there, but, you know, <laughs> um, it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, I think, a good thing for the next couple of years. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I don't know, right? Like, like now it's just such a thing. You you don't dare to short any meme stocks. Like we, we talked about DWAC, I think a month or two mm. back, right? And it just shot up and it's like, oh, we you did. didn't short it. Nope, no, it, it, it's yeah. it's way overvalued. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, forget it. Let let's move on and, and find another trade. No, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, guys. I think yeah, that's it. Last topic that we want to talk about was crypto adoption in in twenty twenty one. Yes, continuing Jeff, a speculative uh, bubble. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, then we have to start with. Jeff, what are your What are your quick thoughts here? Yeah, we have to start with Dogecoin, right? It's like what Elon Musk was saying, that is the people's crypto. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, Elon basically tweeted oh to let everyone know that hey, you know, uh, Dogecoin, meme coin, yes, but it's also the people's crypto. Um, I guess that was the onset to which how uh, a lot of people started getting onto crypto. And of course, you can't forget about NFT boom, right? Where we started the year in January with mm, that. That's true. Um, first, you have the game uh, Axie Infinity, uh, inspired by Pokemon and Tamaguchi, um, play to earn kind of game where everyone pretty much familiar with the gameplay as well. And then later on, you start uh, you start having companies coming in and say, "Hey, I'm in." into crypto. So Tesla, Square, uh, MicroStrategy, even Adidas came came in, collaborated with uh, Bought Ape Yacht Club for their whole Into the Metaverse project. So mm. that's something uh, interesting. Yes, and yes, yes. countries are also getting into cryptocurrencies where El Salvador, you know, uh, accepting Bitcoin yeah. as, as their... Yeah. Oh yes, yes Bitcoin exactly. Is yeah, it's it's not just yeah. CBDC. It's Bitcoin is legal tender. Yeah, so it's My been God. a very busy year for the the crypt in the crypto space. Um, and definitely, I mean, in all in all fairness, though, to to jump in there, didn't didn't um Tesla come up to say they were going to accept Bitcoin? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Was uh, it that or no? They said. I think oh, they did they buy yes. Bitcoin? Then they said no. Then they said yes. Then they said no. Yeah. Yeah. And then they say maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes. Oh man, what a year for crypto, eh? Yeah. I have to say though, 
before this year, I didn't know squat about crypto, right? Um, I've only learned it probably in the last six months, exactly. And I don't even know a lot of it either, right? I'm still not there yet. I'm still learning every day. Um, but definitely 2021 was the year it opened my eyes to, to crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's so changed, right? I remember the last time round in, in 2017, I think that, that was the last bull cycle in, in Bitcoin. And I was... I was stuck in the office waiting for documents and I was just like, oh yeah, how should I, this sounds interesting, let me go buy some Bitcoin. And I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out how to do it. Are you serious? And and Doc came in and I was like, I was like, oh shit, okay, it's midnight, I better get back to work. Um, But yeah, I mean, four years on, it's it's changed so much, you know, now, now we have ads for crypto exchanges everywhere, you know, Binance gets put out of a country, it makes the news globally, even in the financial times, right? It's, it's, it's just so much better accepted now and I, look, I think it, it's been amazing, right? Crypto, shady, you know, not, not great, money launderers, but Web3, same technology, fantastic, right? It's the future. It, it's it's mm. been a fantastic rebranding over the last two, three months. They're right? talking about the same thing, but oh, yeah, it's Web3, it's the future, man. Hey, I mean, um, you're talking about shady, right? Crypto being shady, but on the hindsight, if you think about it, if you, uh, if you had decided to uh, long Ethereum, um, which is the the second most widely held uh, cryptocurrency after Bitcoin, crypto, um, yeah. you could actually make up to four hundred percent despite a sell off uh, towards the end of the year. This year, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And if you short silver futures. Um, that will actually, uh, which was down thirteen percent of the year, you would actually make a uh, a portfolio gain of four hundred and eighty percent. Yeah, that's a that's I a whooping percentage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I think long Ethereum. I'm not gonna yeah. shout silver, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, cr- cr- crypto is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, uh, it's fun insane. Yeah. I would say. It's really attempting to be the new store of value and taking on the whole role uh, that that fourth century has been filled by precious metals, in my opinion. So exciting space. Um, there's a lot of utility to look out for as well. Uh, let's see. Let's see how 2022 will be. Yeah. Yeah, but sorry, just just on that one, right? Because I mean, Bitcoin store of value. I, I kind of understand that, but you know, you know, then you look at Ethereum, Solana, all your other old L ones. I think there's more than a store of value play there now as well, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a smart sure. contracts, uh, it's building up ecosystems and, and all of that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so you're right to say that like transactions in it embed smart contracts and makes, uh, essentially makes the whole blockchain network a lot faster and accommodating towards the rapid growing uh, user base as well. So those are, those are the, the scalability of the L1s and L2 blockchains, uh, native tokens as well. Yeah, um, I, I think that that's going to be a lot of coins that uh, will come out to say that, hey, uh, we are L1, L2 kind of coins um, and, and adopt us essentially. But uh, the, the first few movers <laughs> will definitely be like your, your Terra network, uh, Ethereum is going to be one of them, Solana, yeah. Uh, Avalanche. Yeah, these are the, the few that yeah, people it, are still it's, looking It's your at. network yeah. effects, right? The, the five yeah, or exactly. six that, that get yeah. up there will, will hopefully stay there. We'll stay Sorry, up there. I, yeah, I, I say hopefully because <laughs> I have quite a bit there. So yes, hopefully. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Man, be hopeful. Well, well. Yes. 2022, guys. Maybe it is the year of crypto, huh? We never know. We yeah. never know. 
Uh, well, what what a year though, 2021. Uh, we're fast in, into 2022 now. Yeah, 2022, uh, right. you're actually yes. going to have <laughs> 20... crypto. Uh, I think DBS is going to come out with crypto exchange as well. So that's going to be exciting time for Oh, really? For oh, I, yeah. I think they, they actually, they, I thought they yeah. already have one. It's just for AIs and not... I think they um, have already in, allowed for... Like the equivalent of pay now, pay la using crypto uh, currencies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they oh, are. Oh, that's cool. They are going forward to 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 put out a digital exchange, uh, which is gonna be the only uh the the world's only bank back full service digital exchange. Yeah, offering cryptocurrency trading. Yeah. So it's. I, I, uh, I hope they have more coins. It's gonna be an exciting time. <laughs> Um, I mean, imagine all this and they only sell you Bitcoin, Ethereum, and you go, come on, dude, there's, there's more than that. Right? But if they could do like NFTs and you know, your, your various altcoins or your shit coins, I think that that would be really interesting. Wow. I mean, uh, firstly, if you know any any people in DBS uh, listening, we're happy for to sponsor as well. Even uh, an episode. <laughs> we got 1,000 followers now. So please, please hook us up over at uh, hello at the Financial Coconut. We'll be happy to speak to you. <laughs> uh, that was part serious, I have to say. <laughs> well, we'll be happy to have them on board as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all would. I think we all would. Ah, I think it was a it was a good year, good retrospective, a good chat with you guys. Uh, before we end off, any last words? Any things you guys learned? Um, for for me, you know, it it's up and down, right? This was really a roller coaster. If you were in growth, the first few months were fantastic. You felt like a genius. Everything was going up, and then in May, kind of oh well, maybe not. It's going down again, and then it went back up. It's, it's, and then of course, if you're in crypto, it just went up and up and up and up and up. So yeah, I think. <laughs> Uh, a big part of it was really just learning to to manage your your emotions and to manage your trades and your position and your position sizing, right? You know, it, just because it goes up, it doesn't mean that your your thesis is is working. It could be Archegos, you know, blowing up, but in the meantime, making themselves very rich in the process. So yeah, it's it's just managing emotions, making sure that you size your trades correctly, you know, managing your risks, not. Taking profits is always good. So so yeah, I think that that's my one takeaway from from the year. I would say. Got it. Oh, thanks for that, Anthony. Jeff, what is your takeaways? Uh, for myself, um, honestly, the when it comes to year end, I tend to do this one thing, which is like like the title itself, right? Hindsight twenty twenty one. I will usually look at the high, different hindsight trades. Uh, what's been what's been there out in the market and things that I missed. Uh, and I think. Probably one of the things will be why why bother doing that, right? But I personally, I feel that it, it's always good to have a clear uh, grasp of uh, the most likely macro scenarios that uh, actually happen through the year itself. Um, and when you sit down to think about it, a lot of these hindsight trades that, that happen actually make sense. Um, and it's noticeably, if you think about it, a lot of the big monies come from all these reverses as well. Um, and for myself, I always believe that uh, if you have a view, stick to it and, and, and roll with it. Yeah, basically just have uh, some form of bull contra- uh, contrarism. Yeah, and look at look at how it is. It basically worked out beautifully in 2021, right? Yeah, not, not so much my portfolio because I, I have a lot of hindsight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in, in general, <laughs> Mr. Market basically gave a lot of opportunity to buy and sell stuff for for far less than what's worth, right? Yeah. 
that that's myself. That's mm. for myself. Yeah. Got it, man. I think mine was to yeah manage manage my emotions, right? Like. I felt I struck gold. I felt like I should be working at Goldman Sachs or something. Like everything I touched <laughs> went up. Everything I bought went up. <laughs> not not and everything then, you know, May, Everything is red in my portfolio now, man. I don't want to talk about now. <laughs> We're talking about 2021, hindsight. <laughs> but yeah, everything went up. You know, even in May when, when people were talking about it down, I'll be like, oh, my stocks didn't go down. I know what I'm doing. Right. And <laughs> clearly in the last quarter, last last couple of months at least, right. Uh, we all know that <laughs> what has happened to the growth stocks, and I'm quite heavy into growth stocks. Um, of course, with the exception of a couple of of, of mega tech, um, and I think now is the time that the real investors will, will, or your investor skill will come into play. That's really what I think, right? 2021, whatever you touch goes into gold. Whatever you put just rises, right? I'm in the startup scene. The startup scene was getting funded left, right, and center, <laughs> right? So, um, or else now it's a lot tighter, right? Now raising funds is a lot harder than it was in, in early 2021. Um, so for me, my lessons was manage my emotions. Make sure when before I just buy, don't just listen to some advice and do it yourself. Um, and I'll do the research myself. Look at the fundamentals. What do I look at? Do I think that there's potential with regards to this stock? And then I'll go into it. Um, so that's what I'm learning. Um, that's what I'm, I'm continuing to do. And of course, when the thing is red and my portfolio is red right now, don't sell. Just believe in yourself. <laughs> cool. Yes. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, thank you guys so much for, for taking the time again on Tuesdays. And, and thank you, Coconuts, for listening. Uh, we hope you learn a thing or two and, and enjoyed the banter with us today. We will see you all next week. With some welcome Catch to up. 2022. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.